with everyone safely back in the portal nexus beneath Leiroza's tavern, now nestled somewhere in the northeastern fell, not too far away from the bustling human city of Bastion. As everyone is alive, awake, coming to their senses, Val and Efron, having just returned from a further journey in their minds, and an unknown plane, a dreamscape, if you will, are in the middle of a warm embrace. Efron comes to the realization that the injuries he sustained in the dream world have carried onward, and his arm hangs motionless at his side. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, real quick, for the, those of us who are not part of this hallucinatory dreamscape session, last thing we knew was that Efron just passed out on the ground. Like, what's what's happened between that point and this point? Oh, like one second of time passed, and then his eyes shot open, and Val ran to his side. Okay. Rolandir, responding to this sudden awakening and Val rushing back over, just kind of takes a step back from his position hovering over Efron and kind of stares at the two of them. What happened? Did you two just come back with us? Um, Val is clutching onto Efron and sobbing and uh, completely useless at this current moment in time. Kelniace puts a hand on Relandir's shoulder and she just looks at him in the eyes and gives a shake of her head. And then she looks down at Efron. She's like, no, something, something happened. Efron takes a moment to compose himself. It's obvious he's been through quite a bit and embracing Val with his left arm and his right arm is hanging limp at his side. He says, it was quite the journey we had. We gained some valuable information, but it almost cost us our lives. Luckily, we were able to escape. Is Luna still in this room with us? Luna is back over by the altar and where she had, you know, splayed these different parchments and prepared the ritual. She is on her hands and knees. She's just panting. She is still recovering from the ordeal of sending you to this otherworldly plane and bringing you back. I know you must have many questions. But I believe it will take some time for me and for Val to collect ourselves. Rolandir just nods his head and then he kind of motions up the stairs, signaling for people to go back up. And he takes the lead and begins walking up the stairs, making sure, of course, that Efron and Val are okay and they don't need any assistance getting up. At this point, you notice that Brynjir has already gone upstairs. You're not quite sure what he's doing. You go up, you find him out back smoking a cig. <laughs> well, I am glad you are all right. You are not hurt, are you? I, not, not physically. No, I, I think I have agreed to do something very terrible, Efron. What do you mean? Nakmatera told me that I would not be able to maintain my sanity after having looked into the void, even though it was only for a small period of time. And in exchange for being able to keep my mind for the remainder of my lifetime, I agreed to become her herald after my death. Efron is taken aback, and he just says, I see. I am sorry. I am sorry as well. Still, even though I do not want this for myself, it seems like the only way forward. I am sorry I was not able to help you in this situation. Perhaps we can find a way out of it. Perhaps there is a way that you do not need to become Nakmatera's herald. I hope so. For now, I am just... I am glad that you are alive. As am I. Now, 
I believe we should get some rest, and then as quickly as possible, we must seek out more allies, and we must seek out Vale, uh, for my own sake. At this point, Kelnies has gone, actually, and helped Luna to her feet, and brought her to the bottom of the stairs. Brynir's already exited. Rolandir on his way up. And what has Mick been up to? Yeah, Mick followed Rolandir as well, before they had this corridor, this conversation, so... So as that comes to an end, if no one else wishes to do anything further, we're going to take a little time skip. So in the following week, just hours after you have returned, Luna departs once more to gather information on your next target. And over the course of the next week, I just want to focus real quick on Efron and Val, especially how they cope with this budding knowledge in their minds and the events that took place in this time frame, Efron is not doing super hot. He's trying to write down things that he learned from the Herald, but it seems that every time he does, his mind just won't let him. It won't It won't stay together. Like, he knows things, but as he tries to recall them, it's almost like he can feel... Almost like the voices that he heard in the Amber, and he can just... It's like an incredible pressure on his brain, and so after a little while, he just stops doing that and... He's not going to try to press that too far. And when he's not doing that, he's out taking walks, being in nature, coming to grips with the fact that he can no longer use his right arm. And, you know, he, he you can tell he's trying to be cheery. He's trying to be upbeat. But, you know, this is something that's a little harder to bounce back from. How about Val? I think, especially initially, Val has a very difficult time remembering who he is. I think that he falls back into that space of time where he was doing nothing but striking this sword on this anvil. And I think probably often like wakes up in the middle of the night to him having slept walked somewhere and is sort of just stuck in that motion. And the first time that this happens, he remembers being Catasandra and instantly messages her and just says like with absolute fear are you alive? And you don't receive a response. <sighs> I send another one. Immediately? Yes. Silence persists. Okay. Yeah, Val absolutely just sits down and weeps for a while. Where would this be taking place? Outside somewhere? In your room? At, at various places. I think he probably sleepwalks himself to, you know, down the hallway, back into the, you know, the little nexus chamber outside in the courtyard. I think he would probably avoid going outside, given that he has to disguise himself to do that. And the inn that you're staying, like the inn is placed a little off the beaten path. It's not like right on the main thoroughfare to Bastion, but it is the beginnings of winter and there is snow on the ground. So it's frigid outside, to say the least. I don't think he notices. Something Val probably does notice is that when you take these walks, or when you awaken from these walks, I should say, Always when no one else is there, you see images, people in your peripherals, like floaters in your eye that when you turn to look at, they move, they disappear. But they always look familiar. They always just almost look like the face of your mother, your father, Katasandra, other friends and family you've met over the years. But you can never, ever focus on them. I think, honestly, that's, that's it for Val. 
I think eventually he sort of manages to crystallize the experience into we need to continue to kill aspects and we need to continue to look for allies. And that is the only thing that he can process about the entire experience. A few days later, on a chilly winter's evening, the fire's roaring and Rolandir has created a bit of a space next to the hearth where he has called the group together and gathered them to try to uh, kind of debrief on what happened. You know, given some time for Val and Efron to be able to process whatever it was that they'd gone through, but now it's time to get down to business. So then, in one of the inn's upper parlors, around a sizable table, sits Rolandir, Kelnies, Lerotz, Brynir, Mick, Efron, and Val. Now, I understand, and it's been apparent from your behavior the last few days, that whatever it was that you two have gone through, Efron and Val was traumatic, to say the least. Regardless, we do know that we need to continue on. The mission that we've been given is, as we all know, of utmost importance, and I think it is for the best that whatever lies next, we're going into it with all the information so that not only can we go about it best tactically, but we know how to support each other. I don't want to have anything going on behind the scenes that could be a weakness or a vulnerability for either of you that we could be helping out with. So if you don't mind, I'd like you two to share exactly what it was that you learned and what happened. Yes. I will tell you what happened to us. You see, when we were face to face with the Herald, I made a deal. I offered to release the Herald from its station in exchange for knowledge about who our adversary is and about what we need to do next. Now, I was able to communicate this to Val, but the rest of you should know as well. The Wanderer, his name is Air. He is the brother of Egg, the ethereal after whom this world is named. And it is his intention to destroy Agadon. I can see Brad is dying. Literally, Reese has known this for years. <laughs> <laughs> and he was told you could never say the name, otherwise he'd be wiped from existence. And now a frog's freaking just coming out here and say, <laughs> he's, he's having a bit of an inner turmoil battle with himself, but carry on. But I'm glad that that's consistent from another source, because if he was going to say the Wanderer wasn't our enemy, or it wasn't air, that would be even worse. It was only 30 episodes ago, Brett, so you've only (laughs) known that for 30 episodes. Plus 45 years. Yeah, it's been a long (laughs) time in in Irlandier timeline. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were just being uh, figurative. No, he he was was talking about... uh... Like Rolandier years. Somebody got bumped like, a long oh, ways yeah, into wow. the past. You see, you see a little twitch in Rolandier's <laughs> as his mind just slowly breaks. <laughs> Join the club. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Now, to understand this conflict, you must know a bit about the history of this world. It is said that the world, Egadon, was created from the body of Egg, and in one way or another, we are all his children. However, it was not Egg who created the world, but his brother, Air. Egg simply took credit for this accomplishment. And for that, Air was angry with his brother, and so they battled. Egg was victorious, and cast Air into the void, where he now has dominion. Air now seeks revenge on his brother by destroying the world and all of Egg's creations. Now, 
I am sure I do not need to tell you, but Air is an ethereal. Not only is he an ethereal, he is one of the first and one of the most powerful. So defeating him will not be easy, and we cannot do it by ourselves. We must gain the support of the other ethereals. We already have the support of Sindor, who has made Relandir his godborn, and we have the support of Sereth, whose child is Luna. But these two are not enough. We must seek out more. I propose that we go to Yakuda, another ethereal. She is the mother of the kin, and I believe she is most likely to be sympathetic to our cause. And I suggest we ask her to elevate Val to the status of Godborn. But we cannot stop there. There are more ethereals we must find, and more Godborn to be made. Rolandir raises a finger off of the table after having his head firmly buried in his other hand. <laughs> now, great. So you know. You all know. Finally. This is a relief. Fran, I have been waiting for this day for a very long time. It is exactly this knowledge of the Wanderer and his identity that I have been carrying with me since being elevated to a god born by Sindor 45 plus years ago. <laughs> so thank you. Really milking this one, wow. Yeah. I like the plus at I'm the so end. I'm so relieved. <laughs> now, I must ask... I am completely in favor with the plan to rally others to our cause, and I think that finding Yakuda is by far our best bet. But did you find anything else out about our current mission with Luna for killing the Aspects, if that is still necessary, if that's still in our best interest? What I mean to say is, are we abandoning the Aspects to, instead of finding these allies, or is that still part of our main mission to take them down? He looks at you dead in the eyes, and he says, We must continue to hunt down the Aspects. Air is gathering power through the Valors to whom the Aspects are bound. Therefore, it is still in our best interest to destroy them. Kelnia speaks up, leading forward, and she says, And what of this character, this old companion of yours? She looks pointedly at Rolandir. What was his name? Vamak, yes. Looking back to Ifron, anything of him? Or what? His significance in this plot is still undecided. He could be a great ally, or he could be a great enemy. Vamak seeks only after power. This is the main reason why he joined us here. I, I think as long as we can entice him with some knowledge of greater power that he can use to expand his own capabilities. I, I see no reason why he should owe any allegiance to these Valors or whatever. I, in fact, I believe in his mind he's sure that he's greater than them all, which is perhaps eventually to be his downcoming, but I think that he can make a good ally. I'm not too concerned, but I, I do believe it is important still that we find him after we finish the Aspects. Is he not already in the service of Vale? I doubt he sees it that way. And if Ron, what of Vale himself? All I can say is I have sailed the seas of his realm for time immemorial. And I'm sure the Rotes can attest to this as well. He is not a character I think we should so readily bring into our confidence. I agree. I do not think Vale can be trusted. However, I have made a deal with him that if I would reveal to him the identity of the Wanderer, he would then owe me a favor. As to the particulars about... Vale and 
any plots that he may be concocting. I do not know. The Herald only showed me certain things which I specifically asked after. Had the Herald showed me any more, my mind would have been consumed, and I would have been quite useless to you all. And your arm, I've noticed you haven't done anything with it in the past few days. Will you regain your strength? As to that, Val and myself, because we peered into the void, we were taken to a place known as the Amber. It is not of this world and not of the void. It is closer to a dream, and I am afraid Val had been there for an eternity before I arrived. We were able to make it out, but I did sustain a great injury, which caused me to lose the ability of my right arm. I had hoped that when Val and I returned to our bodies, that I would regain this ability, but it appears that the wound has affected the soul more than the body, and I do not think I will be able to use this arm again. Satisfied with the things that Efron has told him, Rolandio looks at Val. I haven't heard really anything out of you, Val. It sounds like you experienced a much longer journey than Efron did. What came of it? I do not know how long I was there. Long enough to forget myself and this life and everything. I existed to achieve many thousands of years, perhaps many hundreds of thousands of years or longer. I I do not know. Um, All that time just hammering, keeping a... The great world Drake asleep. As you begin to talk about this vow, you hear the faintest clamor just echoing throughout the halls behind you. And Afron, at the end of your speaking, you suffer too strain. Do we notice this, by the way? I think Val definitely turns around and, like, looks behind him. And then the echo just slowly fades to nothing. Ifran found me. I did not recognize him when he came. I was not in my own body when he saw me. And then we traveled and collected pieces and made it out. And, well, um, I have agreed to become the aspect of Nakmatera at the end of my lifetime in order to maintain what little clarity of minds I have remaining in order to finish this task we have set before us. And if it should come down to it where we cannot find a way for me to get out of this, if you can find a way to destroy me as well, I would welcome that. Kelniace is just flabbergasted, and she's looking around at everyone, gauging their reactions to this, and she's just like, No, that's, that is unacceptable. This is, this is outrageous. What about it is outrageous to you? That can't happen. I can assure you it can and it will. This may not be the last time that we are asked to make sacrifices in this journey we have undertaken. I suggest that we all prepare ourselves mentally to be ready to do whatever it takes should the time come. Kelniace sits up straight in her chair and she says, I was contracted to just bring you to to the Kinlands to keep you safe until then and then earn my freedom from Vale, and I did so. But I have come to know a few of you quite well over these months. I don't know actually how long it's been, but a season has passed and we're still together. And she looks to Rolandir and she says, as long as you lead us, I'll follow. Rolandir stands and the fire crackling behind, kind of dying down. He pushes his chair in, puts his hands on either side of it and just looks at each one of you. I don't think any of us fully grasp what we were getting ourselves into. 
to anything, really, thinking of how this all started. Although I know we have all sacrificed, and we have all lost something, there is still more work to be done. I don't have any particular words to rouse or rally us at this point, and I don't think there would be any shame if any one of you decided at this point that you've sacrificed enough. But I think at this point from here on out, if you choose, I will lead you through, and we will see this to the end. Kelnius just gives you a curt nod and says, you know my response. Well, looks like there's no going back for me. I am with you. Rilandir. Lerots doesn't have anything to say because uh, everyone was going through these really deep and moving moments and he was out just getting like blasted drunk with a couple of guys in his new inn. He was really trying to spread it via word of mouth so he feels kind of bad. Um, he doesn't really have anything to say. He gives a solemn nod. Struggling to just stay sitting upright. For my part, I have already sacrificed too much to turn around so I will see this through until the end. You know... I have already told you my reasons for being here, and there's honestly nothing in this world that could make me turn back from what I know, and I have to redeem myself for what I have done. I am with you, Godborn, now and always. Then it's settled, then. We, here in this room, are going to save Egadon. <laughs> <laughs>